Hey, this is John from the Human Advancement Podcast, powered by uh, Ruthless Performance. And one of the things with Ruthless Performance is I'm actually, uh, well, the whole team's kind of in the process of transitioning into a bigger space. We're working on uh, something we're calling the Athlete Development Lab, which we're kind of rolling out to the public very slowly. Um, but one of the reasons I wanted to get our guests on today, uh, Stacy Cadenas, is because she had just kind of gone through the same process with, with a new facility that she's operating near Williamsport, Pennsylvania, called Lumber Fit Athletics. Lumber Capital. Lumber Capital, I'm sorry. That, <laughs> dot, okay. fit, that dot fit on your... Uh, uh, yeah, that, that got me. But um, so I, I just, I, there's so many ways we could take this. And um, for anyone out there listening to this, I strongly recommend that, that they follow your, your social media um, particularly for me, I, I'm on Instagram, so I see you a lot on there. But the things that you're doing um, is pretty remarkable, not even just from a fitness perspective, but just the amount of things that you that you can manage to to wedge into a 24 hour period is 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 something worth noting. And it's something worth emulating in a lot of people that that come up with excuses left and right. Let's let's just dive right into um, we'll we'll dive right into your your new project. And uh, we'll kind of work backwards from there. But um, so, how did uh, Lumber Capital Athletics? How did that? Uh, how did that come to be? Oh gosh! So uh, my business partner now, uh, Ben Wise, at the time um, and still is currently, he's my uh, CrossFit coach. He was training me um, remotely. He does a lot of online stuff with Zor Fitness. Um, so he was my coach at the time. Uh, and I had met him previously too. We um, He worked out at the other gym that I was at. So we did know of each other. Um, and we were both sort of in the spot where he, you know, he trained remotely. He's got a cool garage set up at his house, like really sweet setup for himself. Um, I was working out at a very small boutique style gym, and both of us just really sort of recognized that there was nowhere in the area to go do what we do, to be around the same like-minded individuals with the same goals via CrossFit. Um, and just that community aspect, you know, we really sort of missed missed that. And, you know, I've coached as well, and I do, I do at our gym. And I missed coaching people. I missed the group environment um, and just having that connection. So almost exactly a year ago, it was probably January last year, he he sent me a message and he said, hey, you want to have coffee? <laughs> and I said, oh boy, what is this about? Um, and it was literally the question, um, everybody hates, where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> it's like yeah. the worst interview question ever. Um, and just kind of said, hey, would you be interested in doing this? So that's sort of where it started. And, you know, we started pounding the pavement, looking for a spot. Um, looking for the right location, which is probably definitely the most challenging part location. Um, are you, uh, so you are right now, you are enrolled as a CrossFit affiliate. We are. Yes. CrossFit okay. lumber capital. Uh, we chose the name lumber capital athletics because while we do run CrossFit classes, um, we didn't want to just focus on on CrossFit. And we want people to think they could only come do CrossFit there. Um, our hours and our space allows for open gym time the entire time we're open. So, you know, whether you're just, you just want to come and lift and do your own thing. Um, you know, if you're a power lifter, that sort of, you can come and do your own programming. So, you know, that's why we kind of went with Lumber Capital Athletics. Yeah, that, that's awesome. It's, we, 
the the branding of CrossFit itself is it's kind of polarizing one way or the other. I mean, people that are looking for that are very happy to see that, um, but people that maybe might be able to benefit from uh, CrossFit, uh, they hear that and they they see these clips online of just you know crazy accidents or they they don't hear great things about it. And I think it could be I think it could polarize them a little bit, um, kind of in the wrong direction. But yeah, I, I think for a lot of people, it's great. Um, I, I was kind of in a similar situation uh, where I was doing a lot of remote coaching and and by, just by pure numbers alone, um, I probably, you know, I, I was never a CrossFit guy, but just through my injury prevention protocols, I probably worked with more CrossFit athletes than any other population. Yeah. So that that is something that I've, I've seen a lot. So so you, you have you have coffee January of 2021 or thereabouts. Um, how long is it until doors are open for the first workout? October 1st, October 1st. That's remarkable. Yeah. (laughs) It's listen, it seemed like a lifetime though. I mean, we, we looked only at, I want to say we only really physically walked through three to four buildings. Um, it seemed like 25 uh, we just kept coming back to the one that we're at now. It was like, you know, this one just feels right. This the the visibility is great there's access from the highway either direction no matter where you're going or right near downtown williamsport i mean it just felt right so um you know we went through a lot of negotiating literally months of negotiating the lease aspect of it because we just we just had our hearts set on it you know we just we just knew that that's where we wanted to live so um you know, it doesn't sound like a long time, January to October, but it, it literally felt like a lifetime. Um, and I'll tell you that from the time that we actually got keys was September 1st to October 1st. <laughs> so we literally got keys, opened the doors up and just got dirty and got down to work, like equipment, um, painting, putting ceiling up, um, any anything that needed done got done in literally 30 days. So it was a race it was a real race yeah i i I remember seeing again just on instagram kind of seeing you see the progress pictures and you think this is going to be some months long thing and and it seems like it's one day it's up where you just have this raw warehouse space and then the next day almost it seems like there's there's people in the door doing doing their their group classes so yeah so I mean that's remarkable the whole thing that that turnover I mean January to October first and then even within that September first to October first but you you had previous so you you could kind of um, expedite the process to 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 some degree as opposed to some other people that might be going into the field of of gym ownership because you had prior experience with that but what were what were the some of the biggest setbacks that you had in that time period from from January for or January to uh, to October. Um, you know, right off the bat, like I said, the location. You know, there weren't a ton of uh, spaces for lease that we that we really liked in the area. And like I said, we were set on that particular area. Um, you know, you go too many, you go five or six miles to the left or five or six miles to the right, and you're just gonna miss miss a lot of people and you know that those miles don't sound like a lot um but you know people have to get to work or if they have to get to where they're going when they're done working out you know we just really wanted to be a convenient spot so location was huge um the second thing was you know the this the codes office um 
So I would say to anybody who is looking to open their gym, make sure you really do your homework as far as, you know, city codes, um, anything that has to do with, um, you know, we, we dealt with making sure that we got our sign approved. That took several weeks, um, just the sign on top of our building, um, making sure that we had the proper amount of parking spaces, making sure we had the proper amount of exits and fire extinguishers. And there's just a lot of things you don't think about when you're opening a facility. Um, so while I wouldn't call them setbacks, it was a little bit frustrating to, um, you know, you just, you have to jump through their hoops. Especially, <laughs> it sounds like, uh, so I have I have a bit of an issue with the whole um, Americans with Disabilities Act, which seems like a crazy thing, but right, it, 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 good intentions gone awry. Best case scenario, because and and you're talking about a situation where you're, if, especially for you, you're literally starting a gym where you have people doing some of the most co complex exercises imaginable, you know, snatches and cleans and burpees and everything, and and you know, and then on top of that, everything needs to be wheelchair accessible. Yep. Everything needs like the it's yeah it it I, they, I I I'm going through the same issues myself but yeah like I'm, we're you know we we really want to be able to offer showers as part of our part of our amenities and we're going through it now where there has to be you know a certain amount of space inside the bathroom for turnaround and zero entry and um, gosh everything from from that to, you know, the amount of members that you have. And, you know, they don't know that you're only going to have maybe 15 people in there at one time. They see a huge warehouse and see that you could hold a hundred, but when you're never going to have a hundred people in there. So it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of standards, but you gotta, you gotta jump through their hoops. <laughs> what, what, what kind of uh, square footage are you working with in your facility? Um, we are total about 5,600 we're pretty close to 6,000 and that's, you know, from door to door. So we've got several office spaces, two bathrooms, a nice little lounge area. Um, but then the main gym area is about, I want to say it's roughly 3,500 square feet, the main gym. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a nice size facility. Yeah. Um, so going, going into the, I mean, there's ups and downs with, with the partnership aspect, but, um, I'm sure that definitely helped in terms of accruing uh, equipment. So if Ben had already, if he had a bit of a studio of his own to begin with, I'm sh I'm sure he probably had some equipment and, and you might've as well. Um, so, so how did the equipment situation come together? Um, and even so, just in financing or did you have everything on hand? How, how was that? Well, so no, we actually, um, Ben kept, he's got all of his stuff still at his gym. Um, in the meantime, when we were sort of working out together and and planning things, at his garage, we did buy a GHD because we were dying with that one. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but that's the only thing that we really bought um, together beforehand. Everything else uh, was through financing. Um, we created a business plan together. Uh, ben was like, he's a numbers guy. He's a spreadsheet guy. He's a Google Docs guy. He like He's super organized, and I love him for that. Um, created a really nice business plan, super detailed as far as... Um, you know, what we expected to make, how many members we expected to get, took it to the bank and um, sort of went from there. So yeah, all the equipment was was by loan. Yeah, it, it makes sense. And there's there are options in term for, for people that are looking at opening gyms too, in terms of leasing equipment. There's there's a few different options for people mm -hmm. because that is such a such a large upfront cost. Um 
regarding the, the code situation, I considering that you were leasing, I'm surprised that that was your problem and not the uh, the landlord's problem, uh, getting everything code compliant. So, you know, the landlord, he actually was very particular about things before we were even in there. So there wasn't a ton that he had to do. Um, codes, you know, they check your lighting and they check, you know, all of your exits, which the landlord did take care of. Um, but as far as anything cosmetic, as far as like, you know, the sign that we wanted to put up, you know, that was sort of on us. So, um, you know, if they, if you want to open your doors to the public, they, they want to come in and make sure that it's okay to their standards either way. So they hold the power. What, uh, so I, I'm sure everything was kind of, there's lots of things going on here in terms of things working out, things not working out. What was something where you were actually pleasantly surprised with how well it worked out during this, during this startup process? Pleasantly surprised. Um, you know, I'm going to say this is probably what not what you're expecting at all. But I think the business relationship between Ben and I, we really didn't, you know, com we communicated well. We we never butted heads um, that I know of. <laughs> I'm yeah. speaking for myself here. Um, we never butted heads. We were in agreement from the, the beginning on a lot of things. And if we weren't, we were very forward with what we weren't in agreement on. Um, so I think that you know, our relationship pleasantly surprised me in that, you know, there was just never really any confrontational moments. Um, as far as the planning itself of the business and like the opening of it, it just seemed like nothing was easy. <laughs> you know, it was from, like I said, from codes to negotiating to, um, Oh gosh, our order, our equipment order kept getting messed up. So we had to keep going back and, and revising that. So that's another thing I would definitely suggest is review your equipment order over and over and over because there were so many things left out. If we hadn't, we would have been without some rowers. We would have been without some pull-up bars. Like that was crazy too. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I would say is just how well we've been able to get along and manage, manage everything together. That's that's awesome. And you hear all the time people talking in, in business situations of how they would never do partnerships because of the possibility of things going awry. But I think realistically, there's two things. I don't think you could rush into a business situation with someone just for the sake of, of getting things done faster. I think that's that could potentially be a problem where, that people get in. But then almost like you were just to kind of double down on what you're saying it's just a communication issue if you have an issue with something if you don't if you don't surface that issue it's just going to compound so i i think that's i think that's remarkable and and yeah i, I totally see how how that could work out so well when you have multiple people aligned um I, I see nothing but upside i think that's fantastic yeah and you know if i think to say going into a partnership is a bad idea i think that that's something to really think about i mean there's just no way um, there's no way that I could run this, this gym by myself. You know, there's just so many cool things that Ben does that I can't do. You know, he's really great at the marketing aspect. I'm not good at that. He's really great at the social media stuff. I'm pretty good, but he's better. Um, and you know, he's found that he's kind of become more of a people person because he's really introverted and I'm, you know, the, the person that, you know, I love to talk to people and see what they're doing and connect with them. So, you know, there's so many different 
things that you can bring to the table that your partner can't and vice versa. So I think a partnership is really the way to go. And, and you can't be there all day long. You know, so I'm the morning person. I love to get up at 4 a.m. And, and get in there. He likes to close the gym up. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of a lot of really positive things about having a partner for sure. And accountability, too. I mean, you, you yeah. keep they're honest a lot more than you can keep yourself honest, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's awesome. Um, so where, where did you get your, the majority of your equipment from? Rogue, uh, the majority from Rogue, we've done a few things from Titan fitness. Um, and that's, that's pretty much it. A couple of random things from Amazon, like our ab mats, you know, we found on Amazon and they were really great quality, uh, stuff that, you know, isn't going to like make a huge difference. Um, but yeah, Titan and Rogue. That, yeah, they're, they're great. Do you have a reverse hyper? No, not yet. Oh, we got to get on that. I know. I know you're all about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's one of that's one of my the even the uh, honestly the if you you have it sounds like you have the the square footage for a full size one, but even for for people at home the the reverse hyper scout uh, uh rogue sells it, but I I think it's an invention of Westside Barbell. Um, the scout it's collapsible; it doesn't take up much space unless you need it to. And that that thing is that thing has been a game changer. My only, yes, you probably have on there. There, it's yeah. it's affordable. My only issue is, um, I have I primarily have bumper plates, so it's tough for me to. Uh, I actually run out of space on the uh, on the loading rack before. Oh yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, and one of the things we do a lot, almost all of the reverse hypers that we program or I do personally, it's it's almost all banded reverse hyper work. Um, which I haven't really even seen too many other places. Um, so how do you have one class going on at any given time or are there multiple classes? How does that work? So right now we have 5.30 a.m., 9 a.m., which we just added in December, and 5.30 p.m. And then our open gym time is open to close. So 5 a.m. to 7 p.m. you can come in and and do your thing. If you don't like what the class workout is for the day, then, you know, you can get your own thing going on. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's a good way to do it. And that's something that I'm kind of looking at doing with the facility. Um, we'll have a pretty good amount of square footage. And I, I think um, basically the, the way we're going to do the pricing structure is such that you could either the lower tiered option gives you access to classes three times a week or the upper tiered option gives you access to an unlimited amount of classes, or it also gives you access to the open gym and um, the open gym. So, so people have access to just kind of come in and do their own workout, but they, they're, they're going to actually, they're going to have to kind of pay for the privilege. It's not, it, you know, it's I'm trying to differentiate myself as much from planet fitness as is possible. I mean, yeah, that's, that's that's that could be a problem but one of the interesting things with uh speaking of planet fitness is even in the small studio space that we have now i would say that probably maybe 70 percent of uh the people we train actually have additional gym memberships elsewhere to do homework like like planet fitness just because of the, the low cost associated with it hmm. um yeah, it, it it's just an opportunity for them to go elsewhere, whatever outside of outside of the purview of what we have access to at the moment, because the studio is a very small space. Yeah. Um. Kind of thinking about uh, what where so you were asked this in the past, but by, by Ben kind of going into this whole endeavor about 
where you saw yourself in five years, but now where do you see the gym in five years? What um, are there things that you're looking at adding or, I mean, are you kind of chomping at the bit for, for some new things or are you just trying to feel it out and, and see where it takes you at the moment? Oh gosh, it's never, there's never a lack of ideas. That's, that's for sure. It's, you know, which ones do we have time for right now? Um, you know, I would really love to at some point be able to hold some competitions um, you know, those are a lot of fun. And I think that we have enough pool from the surrounding areas where we could, we could get a pretty fun one going on, um, seminars, you know, Ben is really great with, um, with teaching and, um, specialty things like gymnastics. Uh, so that would be really cool to be able to do that. And even to bring some other people in, um, just really would love for it to be a place where, you know, people can train and continue to learn, um, and actively pursue any type of goal that they have, you know, whether it's competitive or just longevity. Yeah, I, I think I think a lot of people could. And I don't think those goals are as as different as many people think. I mean, all of the programs that we make are are individualized. But for the most part, everyone's kind of starting from the same base, because whether you have I mean, some of our athletes are, are high school kids or some of our athletes are, you know, 40 year old insurance salesmen. But Either way, they're in a desk for eight hours a day, and that's a big problem that we 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 need to work to mitigate. Whether they're whether they're training for track and field or whether they're just trying to train to stave off arthritis for a few more years. Yeah. Um, and either way, you kind of do that with the with the same uh, with the same materials. I would love to get you know we have so many middle school and high schools around us. I would love to, you know, be able to reach out to more of those athletic teams. Um, you know, I know they're busy throughout the sports year. Do you, so you have a lot of athletic teams? Uh, not te well, I work with one team in particular, but outside of that, it's athletes from the teams. From the teams. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's, that's really the only way to make it work in the studio space that we have. But, um, yeah, I, one of the, I know, uh, a good way to make that work is, is, um, cozy out, cozying up with the booster organizations from the various sports. Um, that's kind of the end there because, and it works, it'll work to their advantage as well, because they're kind a lot of the times the schools are really limited in terms of, uh, of what they could do just by PIAA regulation. But, you know, if, if, if an athlete's, uh, if they're sending you a check every month, you I mean, you could you could train them for the other 22 hours a day if you needed to. I mean, their PIAA doesn't, fortunately or unfortunately, doesn't uh, regulate um, private entities. So, okay. yeah, but I, I yeah, I think that I don't know what happened over the past couple of years, but athlete quality, um, w the kids we're working with are are pretty great. But what I've observed, I, I think athlete quality has kind of gone down um throughout high school um throughout the high school kind of that high school demographic hmm. and uh i i'm i'm assuming it's covid related or not necessarily even covid related but shutdown related and i'm hoping you know there's kind of a rebound from that but i i don't know it, that, that might take some time hmm. that's unfortunate yeah william sports that's that's situated that has a pretty unique situation where i don't think um you know, you could you could try as hard as you want to train an athlete to the best of their ability, but unfortunately, a lot of what the limiting factor is is um, a little bit further down on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I mean, if a kid if a kid doesn't have a very good home life, 
you know, socioeconomic status, if that's not there, it's, it's tough and it's tough for a school to be able to fund anything. So, I mean, that's, that's something to consider for people that are looking at, at at building a facility as well as kind of what, um, things beyond just what you would traditionally consider, because that's one more, it's interesting that it's one more hat that you have to wear. I mean, you you go into this as just kind of a gym coach and just want to train people and, and focus on exercises and and technique correction and things like that. And then now you're also wearing this hat of, uh, you know, being, um, being the code inspector for your own building and business ownership. And it, it pulls you in a lot of different directions. It's, it, I, I think it's such a, such a fantastic learning experience. Yeah, for sure. I, so I guess, well, there's, we could do 10 more of these. I, so I guess one thing that would probably be worth also touching on, um, the other business you run, uh, Macros by Ma. Yeah. Um, so are you are you vegetarian? I'm vegan. The, so you're 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 all in. Okay. All I, in. I was just curious about. So, um, how what do you how do you go about ensuring that you're not um because I see a lot uh, I see a lot of the vegetarian or, or veganism with some of our younger athletes. How do you go about, and just so I could tell them, how do you go about ensuring that you're you're not um, having any nutrient deficiencies and, and things like that 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 one might um, be prone to if with a less than ideal uh, vegetarian or vegan diet? So I I literally track everything that I eat, um, and I have gosh for years now. I'm going to say probably the better part of six years I've tracked it off and on and loosely, right? Like I don't, there's been times when I've taken time off from tracking, you know, I put the phone down if I'm on vacation, I'm not, you know, at breakfast logging everything I'm eating and drinking. But, um, for the most part on a daily basis, I definitely just track everything I eat. Um, I use my fitness, fitness pal. Um, and that's, that's really the only way for me to know that I'm getting, the right amount of carbs, the right amount of proteins, the right amount of fats. Um, and even some of the other things like fiber and iron and calcium and all the other things that are important too. Um, I just think that, you know, if you are not sure what your, your intake is daily, even just tracking it for, you know, two, three weeks, just to see where you're at is super beneficial. You know, a lot of people shy away from the idea of tracking what they eat every day for the rest of their lives. And you don't have to, um, I just tell people to take a few weeks and, and see, see what you're eating, see where you're at, um, see what you're lacking and where you can add. And that's probably the easiest way, like really. They, like they say, what, uh, what gets measured gets improved. So that seems like a, that seems like an astounding way. to. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. That's well, I just wanted to at least touch on that because like I said, we do have, especially in our younger so some of our younger female athletes are, are more, are more prone to um, desire that, that kind of diet. So I just wanted to get your input on that. But um, how, uh, how can people find you online? How can people find uh, Lumber Capital Athletics? What, uh, what do you got for socials or what do you contact anything? Yeah. So Macros by Ma is on Instagram and that's exactly how I'm on there. Macros by Ma, uh, M-A-C-R-O-S-B-A-M-A. Uh, Lumber Capital is on the Instagram at right under Lumber Capital. I, I think it's just Lumber Capital. Gosh, I should know that. <laughs> it's just Lumber Capital. Um, uh, yeah, there's no dot fit or uh, Lumber Capital Athletics. It's just Lumber Capital. 
Um, and then you can go to our website as well, which is uh, lumbercapital.fit. Awesome. And uh, I'm, I'm sure just because you, you just kind of started that you're still enrolling, taking new, uh, taking new people on. Absolutely. Yeah. And we do have, you know, we actually, what we've decided to do is have a day a week that is low barrier to entry. So if somebody walks in and says, Hey, I really want to try you guys out. You know, they don't have to wait for a certain time of the month or day of the month. We can look at the calendar and say, okay, looks like maybe Wednesday is the best day for you to come in. That way they're not coming in on like a snatch day and they're lifting every two minutes and that's all they do. And they're like, what is this? Um, so so yeah, we have a day that's that's better suited for them. Um, and if they're interested and want to join, then we do have a six session one-on-one on-ramp course that we run people through just to you know see if there's any limitations or um, see how they're moving and and teach them sort of the basics of what we do. That's awesome. Yeah. So what? So what? What's just just real quick? What? Uh, so what kind of conditioning do you like? What's your favorite conditioning set? My favorite conditioning set. Yeah. <laughs> Oh gosh. I don't, I think I really love intervals. I like where, um, it's like 10 rounds of 90 seconds on 90 seconds off. Um, you know, you get a good amount of rest where you can just hit it really hard. The next set, the next set. Yeah. That the, uh, the 90 seconds off that doesn't go nearly as, uh, <laughs> there's a bit of a time warp there between the 90 seconds off and the 90 seconds on yeah, it gets shorter too by the way <laughs> it's shorter <laughs> here's here's something i'm working on because i i don't know i i still have yet to make a definitive decision on this for the gym uh echo bike versus assault bike oh that's been like we've been asked that question i think probably a million times in the last month so Essentially, once you get the bikes going, like give it a good, you know, hard pedal to get the fan going, there's really not much difference. Um, when I first got on the Echo bike compared to the Assault bike, bike, it was just like, man, it felt like I was biking through the mud. Um, it felt a ton harder, but it really isn't. Um, ben, ben has actually done a whole um, comparison. Oh. And if... I know I've, you know, I wish that I knew, um, you can actually find it on, I think maybe on his page, Zor Fitness. He did a really detailed comparison of it and it's fantastic. Um, not a huge difference. I will say the Echo Bike is much more comfortable to sit on. <laughs> uh, seat is much more comfortable, but yeah, you should really look that up. And then, you know, I can actually send it to you um, after this, but it's it's a really great comparison. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm very much interested in, in in what he has to say on that. So yeah. I certainly look into that. But all right, thanks for your time, and uh, I wish you the best of luck up there. I think what you're doing is great. I Thank I don't you. know how you I don't know how you make so much time in the day, but I think uh, <laughs> you can be an inspiration to a lot of people for for getting shit done. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, I'll talk to you soon. All right, John. Thanks.